Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. I am Gable Brancy. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the people of us, and everybody else uh, in between. Countdown to kickoff uh, is on NBA trade deadline, rapidly approaching as well. There's been a lot of talk about the Brooklyn Nets, and I'll tell you what. The Brooklyn Nets have a pretty good player, and we're not talking about Kyrie Irving because he's gone. We're not talking about Kevin Durant because he's hurt. Cam Thomas. How about Cam Thomas? Became the fourth player age 21 or younger with more than 90 points in a two-game span in NBA history. LeBron James and Devin Booker and uh, Allen Iverson were the others. LeBron did it twice. Devin Booker did it twice. Allen Iverson did it once. Props to Cam Thomas uh, for doing this, but it's pretty clear right now. We're in an offensive era, right? You'll notice, like, guys are putting up massive numbers. And it's not like they're the greatest players of all time. It's just this is the league that we're in right now. Like, you know, I don't want to come across like Trent Dilfer. Or Trent Dilfer, that was pretty, I don't know what, I don't know. Like, if you know, I got to see the whole interview with Trent Dilfer about the contact stuff. Trent Dilfer, there's a clip of Trent Dilfer saying that Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady don't impress him as quarterbacks. And I'm thinking, all right, we, you know, it's got to be taken out of context, right? Let, let's see the full, the full clip. <laughs> like, let's see the full clip, right? See the full clip. But I don't want to, you know, I am almost thinking that, like, aren't you supposed to score like 25 points a night if you're in the, in the NBA? Like, think about it. Like, if you're one of the five starters and your team is scoring like 120 points a night, shouldn't you score like 20, 25 a night, 30? I mean, if your team is averaging that, like, and you're one of the starters and you're one of the stars, you should score that many points. Like, that's the whole thing, guys. Like, you know, and I'm not all Jordan and LeBron. No, no, no. I'm just stating that, like, Michael Jordan would drop 38 points in a game where the final score was 88-86. So these guys are dropping 40 points in a game that the final score is 142 to 134. 
right? It's a little bit different. Let's just let's just call it off for what it is. And same with LeBron and the Kareem record. Yeah, I hate to break it to people. It was freaking harder to score before in the NBA, right? There were a bunch of years where it came to a standstill. Now, one thing with Kareem, Kareem played, it was a pretty open era then, actually. It slowed down, right? Like the Celtics and Lakers, they used to like, that was like a track meet. They used to go back and forth. And it was higher scoring by those day standards, but... I'm just stating, all right, so Cam Thomas, another one, like every every night, like a bunch of these dudes break records and stuff in the NBA. This one's actually pretty impressive. Matthew Kachuk, we were on the Panthers tonight too. Matthew Kachuk, big night for him. We'll get to this in a second as we're set to welcome our AM radio affiliates. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Moranzi. Level 2 has begun. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. The Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. SoCal in the house. So will George Kurtz from the Sports Grid Radio and Television Networks in a couple of moments. Time Rick Saratella, SI.com, Sports Illustrated, NFL Draft Bible will join us in Level 3. It's our final night in studio. We're going to be on Media Row and in Glendale slash Phoenix throughout the week. We're going to be at various locations, actually. We do a couple of shows. We've got the you know the, the TV show. We've got the radio show. So we're going to be at different spots, including Media Row. Um, but for those of you in the area, tomorrow night, so basically Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, from 4 o'clock until 7 o'clock, we will be there doing game time decisions. And... Um, We'll be placing some bets and hopefully uh, crushing the book. This is one cool thing I'm looking forward to. We did the show out of the FanDuel Sportsbook for years um, at uh, MetLife Stadium and the Meadowlands in New York and New Jersey. And it was that's the one thing I really did enjoy was basically like before before the show would start, I'd be able to just, you know, go up to the kiosk, stand there, no rush, place my bets. And I like the cash money aspect of it. You know, send send one of the producers over to the window in game during the show. You know, we had some great times with Window Will. Uh, Will was uh, one of our uh, producers over at the sports book, and I, we called him Window Will. Man, this kid could get to, he can get to the window fast, you know, a lot quicker than Bad Beat Brian could. But that's all you need to know. One guy's name was Window Will. The other kid we nicknamed Bad Beat Brian. That's all you need to know. I'd tell this kid, I'd be like, listen, here's 200 bucks, and I'd even see the window. Like, I'd see, like, the, you know, there was no one, like, really there. And I'd tell him, but you got to hurry up. Like, you got to run there, all right? Because, you know, the numbers change. So I remember telling him, here, here's 200 bucks. Go, run over, put this bet in here, money line, whatever. I don't know what he did. He forgot, like, what I told him, but he was scared to come back and ask me. So he panicked, and I sort of saw him, like, walking in circles and stuff. And eventually he came back and he gave me the ticket and it was like the team that I wanted instead of like minus 120, it was like minus 480 or something. He goes, here's your ticket. I look at him like, you laid minus 480? And that's how the term bad beat Brian was born. I swear to God, the kid crushed me. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Marinci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people who bust them, and everybody else in between. The media circus has begun in Glendale. We're not there yet, but we will be. I enjoy tuning in uh, today to the different shows. Uh, McAfee is on early for me in the morning here on the West Coast, and unfortunately, I'm a big fan of the show. We watch when we can, but we're often like doing interviews ourselves and stuff. We're kind of in work mode, uh, but I heard that AJ Hawk was asking about me today on the show, wondering where I was with my Evil Knievel jacket. Um, so shout out to our boy AJ Hawk. We look forward to seeing him, but yeah, it looks like quite the um, it looks like quite the uh, yeah, the, the the media night tonight actually was was pretty big. Sort of like the last couple of years due to COVID, it wasn't quite as big as it normally is. From what I'm understanding, they're saying, yeah, it's sort of getting back to normal now. There's like more, you know, it's just sort of bigger uh, once again. So as we stated, we're going to be broadcasting live from the BetMGM Sportsbook at State Farm Stadium Tuesday night, Wednesday night, and Thursday night. We can't on Friday night. I was like, you know, they're like, no, you can't do Friday. I'm like, well, what are we doing Friday? Friday, we're going to be at the convention center all day uh, on Media Row. But um, we can't on Friday because um, they shut down. They shut down the entire area a mile around. Like, you're not allowed being there. It's like a security check and, like, all that type stuff. They get serious, right? They're getting real, baby. So we'll be there. If you want to come down and say hi, we'll be there uh, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, 4 till 7. And, uh, you know, we'll be hanging around a little bit after. But I do have Sports Rage again after. Um, and Sports Rage, we'll, we'll, we will be doing from the hotel and or the convention center. Let's bring in uh, George Kurtz uh, right now. Break it down, Sports Grid Radio and Television Network. George, countdown to kickoff is on. How you doing, George? Doing well, doing well. You're right, right? Six uh, six days now to the uh, the big game here. Looking forward to it. Yeah, it's really it's an interesting matchup, isn't it? Two really, really evenly matched teams. Yet, you know, we you could we could argue, and I, I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't argue against anybody that said that Philadelphia have the deeper roster, right? That Philadelphia have the deeper roster, um, but. With that being stated, 
they don't have Andy Reid. They don't have Patrick Mahomes. They don't have Travis Kelsey. There's a lot that sort of balances it out, I would say, and things that even out. But even though, guys, like when you look at the, like I said, it'd be, you can't look at, look at Philadelphia. They have no weakness, George, right? Their secondary is really, really good. Their offensive line is really, really good. Their defensive line is really, really good and deep. Their running backs are good. Their wide receivers are good. Their quarterback is good. Like, they don't have a weakness. Kansas City, you can say, man, they got three rookies starting in their secondary. <laughs> you got three kids. You got kids from, like, Fayetteville University, Fayetteville State and stuff. Like, like it's really unbelievable. But Spagnola does a good job. But how about this? I saw um, the comparison. You know, so when you break down the numbers here, this is uh, Field Yates tweeted this out earlier. I retweeted it. The Chiefs, 16-3, and 546 points scored, six All-Pros, including a Kelsey brother and their quarterback, AFC's number one seed. The Eagles this year, 16-3, and 546 points scored, six All-Pros, including a Kelsey brother and their quarterback, NFC's number one seed, George. I got to be honest with yeah. you, like, as looking at everything, I didn't realize they scored the same amount of points this year exactly. I should have. Like, I didn't, I didn't realize they both scored 546 points. I saw that tweet uh, as well from uh, Field. I mean, it's funny. I think, as you just said, I think Philadelphia's got the better roster, the better team, but then I keep coming back to 28-4. and four. That's Andy Reid's record off a bye. You know, off a bye week. That includes playoffs and regular season. That's a problem for me. That lets you know how good he is. Coming yeah, but one of those was the Super Bowl team. last time they were in the Super Bowl. Yeah, it didn't help him then because the offensive line fell apart, right? Uh, and I do wonder if that could be an issue in this game as well here. But the only thing I'm worried about, I'm, not, I'm just not so sure, Gabe, how healthy Jalen Hurts is. I'm really not, and it's concerning me somewhat uh, if he's going to be that guy. Because I think Mahomes will pretty much be – listen – I think the ankle won't be an issue unless he gets hit again on it. It'll be sore, it'll be tender, but I don't think it'll bother him during the game. But I'm, I'm, I'm definitely worried about uh, Hurts' shoulder. I, I do think we're going to find out on Monday or next week at some point that the shoulder was worse than they let on here. You know, state secrets and lies and all that. We're going to find out yeah, he's got some torn ligaments or whatever in there. He's just trying to play through it. Uh, I think they, uh, you know, they didn't need to throw over San Fran, but when they did, he was awful. He was, he was floating balls, and he doesn't float balls. So I have some concerns there, which... I'm having a hard time making up my mind where I want to go. Oh, then I'm taking the under. You're taking the under. I disagree with you as far as the uh, the total. I actually think there's going to be points put up on the board. So what you think that I and I don't disagree as far as hurts. And in fact, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not saying it's major surgery, but I think I wouldn't be surprised if he needs to go under the knife once the season's done. I don't think I you know I don't think it's being discussed enough. Actually, it's so much about Mahomes, and I think Mahomes is going to be fine, right? Mahomes is like superhuman. He had he healed super fast already. He wasn't 100 percent against Cincinnati, but now he had another 13 days. So I'm not. Ex- I am expecting Mahomes to be fine, but Hurts is another story. That look, you know, Hurts like people talk about Mahomes so much. Hurts was the one that had to sit and wasn't playing. And I tell you what, George. I'm not so sure they would have played them if they didn't need to against the Giants in the last game of the year because they they suddenly needed that win to get home field advantage, right? And then they handed the ball off a lot. He did complete a couple of passes against the Giants, but it was pretty easy. And I don't know, maybe he aggravated something against the Giants, George, because he did not look himself against San Francisco. Now, he's had two weeks, but not being a doctor, there's a difference, like a high ankle sprain and and an ankle injury. Each day, it could feel better. Like, exponentially, two days later, hey, three days later, it feels better. 
if you've got a shoulder issue, George, or a collarbone or whatever the hell, joints up there, whatever's going on there, I'm not sure two weeks matters, bro. Like, if he needs surgery, he needs surgery. You know what I mean? Sort of like Kyler Murray. Remember, Kyler didn't look the same after his shoulder issue, George, two years ago I, or last I year or whatever. I agree with everything you just said. Every one of that, I agree with that. Right? I mean, yeah. what do we always hear? You and I are baseball guys. What do we always hear about baseball pitchers? Shoulder is the worst, the last thing you want to hear about. The elbow can be fixed. Tommy John, you screw your shoulder up, there's issues there. Right? You just don't know. And it, it's not going to heal quickly. As you said, I don't know. I think he feels better than he did two weeks ago. Absolutely. But I don't think he's going to feel fantastic. I just don't. So it worries me a great deal here. Uh, I, I think he'll play the game. I think he'll finish the game. You know, but I just don't know if he's going to, going to be Hurts. You know, they ran in four touchdowns against the San Francisco 49ers, which was a shock in the first place that San Fran would allow that. Uh, they had the best run defense in the, in the NFL coming in here. I just uh, I think that's going to be the game plan here again. It's another reason why I like the under, by the way, is because I just don't know if they're going to be able to throw the ball all around the field because the way to attack Kansas City is a secondary with A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. But I, don't, I just don't know if Hurts is going to be up for it. I think he will, George. I think he's going to gut through. I think that the deep pass could be a problem. And that's why I like Devontae Smith. I don't have a problem with uh, with Gainwell catching passes out of the backfield. We'll get your thoughts on, on what you're looking at with the props. But, dude, like, you know, George, and I don't know, what what's the new drug they do? There's a new one they're using now. Uh, we had Dr. Chow on me and Pharrell last week during the games. He was talking about it. Thorough whatever the hell it is. I don't know. I just, whatever. One of these new things. <laughs> it's not cortisone. Because, oh, you know, people talk about cortisone and stuff. Um, it's There's a non-addictive type of pain new thing that they have that, they all, that a lot of guys will use in the NFL. So, and that it's basically because, and it's another thing, George, if you're a quarterback, you can't, like, numb up his shoulder so he can't feel his shoulder when he's throwing the ball, George. You know what I mean? That's a delicate process. Like, where do you numb him up? You know what I mean? Like, that's the whole thing. If it was that easy, guys, yeah. Like, if it was that easy, like, they would have done it before. So, okay, yeah, you don't, don't worry. You're not going to be in pain. But how the hell you throw a football if you're all, you know, you don't feel anything? You have no touch. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... 
No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Who told you? Last year's MVP. He sweeps up toenails at the beauty parlor. That anger management class. This is Sports Rage. Countdown to kickoff continues. Super Bowl 57. We've started to click away. Um, we're starting to rack up some plays. I wish we had a couple of more. I'm not happy we lost those two soccer bets <laughs> trying to play parlays with the Super Bowl, but whatever. It is what it is. We've got a bunch of plays in already. What do I have here? What do I've got? All right. I've got the uh, about the Toronto Rock. Toronto Rock beat the uh, New York Riptide. George Kurtz with us, and I don't know, uh, George, if you're aware of this, but I don't. I, I would assume that I think the Islanders own the Riptide, right? I don't know if you know, but their their jersey's the same, so I'm. I'd almost guarantee they do. Um, the Riptide jerseys, the colors are the same, the jerseys are the same. I'm assuming you don't follow the National Lacrosse League uh, very much, uh, George. <laughs> Yeah, lacrosse is actually it was huge on Long Island back in the day. And I actually gone to a couple of lacrosse games at the Coliseum, but the only riptide I can tell you about would be that old TV show back in the 80s. <laughs> Let me see where the New York riptide play. I think they, they do play, Jordan. I'm pretty sure. Like I said, like the Vancouver Warriors are owned by the Canucks. Like there's a few, there's a handful of the, the lacrosse teams that are owned uh, by the NHL teams. No, yeah, George, they play at Nassau Coliseum. Nice. Yeah, so Colorado's not... was, was a good place to watch that. Like I said, it's, it's an exciting game. Uh, my high school was big on it. My, you know, I, I was always amazed, by the way. If you played lacrosse, I'm sure you know. But, man, those guys would uh, – you, know, you and I played hockey. And uh, I didn't have to wear a metal cup to play hockey. Those guys would wear metal cups. And they would come in. These damn things were dented. I mean, it's like, this is nuts. I'm not playing uh, lacrosse anytime soon. Yeah, lacrosse is um, – lacrosse is for people that think hockey is soft. <laughs> or and or they can't skate <laughs> and or and or they can't skate lacrosse is big in the state of new york it is big in upstate new york like syracuse um ncaa lacrosse lacrosse is really really cool actually right the there's two different types i mean you've got the the ncaa outdoor lacrosse Right, the field outdoor, which is pretty intense, is pretty cool. But then you've got the indoor league, the, the pro league, the NLL, the National Lacrosse League, which is popularity is really growing. And there's some big time owners in the league and stuff like that. And you know, a lot, a lot of major markets are actually in the National Lacrosse League, along with some not so major Canadian markets because lacrosse is the Canada's national sport, not hockey. Actually, people think hockey would be the national league. Like, technically, Canada's official national sport is lacrosse. Well, they should have, like, um, international lacrosse. Well, how come lacrosse is in the Olympics? Not enough countries play it, maybe, but um, it's good stuff, George. I've been betting on it, actually. I retweeted a video of the goalie of the Saskatchewan Rush today, and um, this guy's become, like, he's got, like, 2 million hits. Not for my Twitter, but, like, overall... It's got like 2 million hits. The goalie on Saskatchewan, what's his name? Bouquet, Alex Bouquet. It's it's freaking funny, man. Like they they interviewed him right after the game when they won the other night. He takes his helmet off. They're like, people never seen this guy. A lot of people never seen this guy before. And they're like, who the hell is this guy? And uh, the goalie, George, 
he's 5'11", 322 pounds. Oh, my God. That's, that's the old Charles Wang theory, right? Put the biggest guy you can in that? It actually is. And you know what? You can do it in lacrosse because he doesn't have to skate. That was always the biggest thing, like, to me. And I know it sounds primitive or whatnot or simplistic, but I did when I was even a goalie. But I, I always wondered why they, you know, why they wouldn't find bigger people to be goalies now. Like, I'm talking big people, right? Like, someone that'll take up the freaking net. And you tell them, listen, you know, it doesn't have to be the most agile person in the world, but if the dude's a monster and just massive, and you put him in pads, that are all the pads are already big, there's going to be very, very little room to shoot, George. Right? So, essentially, I was thinking like a sumo wrestler type. Like, a massive freaking dude, you know, 350 pounders, sort of like this guy. In theory, it sounds good. They can't stand on skates. <laughs> like, like, they can't move, and they can't play the puck ever, and uh, ESPN Sports Science actually did it, but they didn't. the guy wasn't big enough. They needed a fatter dude. They, he wasn't big enough. Like, this guy was big, but he was sort of stuck out. You needed a rounder dude. Like, this guy... I'll tweet it out again. Anyone wants to see it. Like I said, when you see this guy, you're like, oh, my God, I'm never betting against this team again. He's massive, George. He's 322 pounds. So he and the lacrosse net is small in the indoor league. So the net is small, and this guy is 5'11", 322. Plus, in lacrosse, the pads, man, Vasilevsky's chest protector looks small next to this guy. So this guy's like got this massive chest protector. He's 322 pounds. He's impossible to score on. I wasn't kidding about Charles Wong. When he bought the Islanders, he actually asked the question. I don't know how serious he was or how much he knew the game or whatever, but he actually asked the question about putting a sumo wrestler in net. Why wouldn't you do this? You know, I, don't, I didn't know what the answer was. I guess you're probably right that they can't skate and can't move. They're just stuck there. But he actually did ask the question. And another thing is, they're not fast enough. <laughs> so, um, so if there's any opening, they're not going to stop it, right? Like their, their oh, hand, their, their hand reflex. Yeah. So, like, my deal was, I used to think that basically George, that the players would not be good enough to beat him. You know what I mean? I'd be like, yeah. There's only a little space, so they would really not have a lot of space to shoot at. But the thing is, they would. They would beat them. They would figure it out. Like I said, if you watch the, I know it's just an isolated one, but just look it up. Sumo wrestler and hockey net. Like I said, ESPN Sports Science did it before, and um, he got messed up pretty good. Like the, They were sniping him left and right. Like They were finding the, the holes, and they were sniping him left and right. And today's, I'm going to give these guys credit. Today's guys are pretty good. Well, better than pretty good. Like, they're the hand-eye coordination. Like I said about the All-Star game, George. That's the thing that's amazing about these players, some of these guys. They could be right in front of the net. Like, there was no room, man. There was a couple of goals the other day, man. There was no room at all. And somehow, they went top shelf. Like, it was just, it's unbelievable. Like, the, the skill, that's the one cool thing I did enjoy about the All-Star game. Like, you, you really do get to see, like, what these guys can do with a puck if someone isn't about to smash them in the face. Yeah, it's, uh, well, they are incredibly skilled. It's a different game. The sticks are different. They're lighter. They can get underneath the puck better. You know, it's just the, uh, 
I guess the technology is just so much better. And you're right, it's probably about the only thing that was worthy of that All-Star game, which is just, uh, whatever they call that, those 20-minute, th- whatever, they were terrible. That's it's just not hockey. It's just not hockey. Like, I, I'm not well, it was good it was this year. TV. It was. And it was. I criticize this stuff all the time. I thought it was good. Like, I, most, listen, most NHL fans liked it. Like, NHL people liked it. NHL players liked it. The players liked it. And I always rag on this. I said, oh, I'll bet on it, but I won't watch it. But it was competitive. It was pretty good. I couldn't tell which, you know, because the jerseys were so close, I couldn't, it was hard to tell who was on whose team. So that, was the that was the biggest problem. That was a major yes. problem. I had money on it, George. I had too much money on it. Well, they did. Weren't they were stupid, and I don't know what they did. I don't know, like, how. <laughs> I got to be honest with you. You figured, I don't know if they ever did. I bet you they never did this, George. I think they made the jerseys, and the jerseys look super cool, but the backs were the same. So the front, like, they actually were different. So the front one was black, and the other one was white, right? And it had the T-Y, the aqua, whatever, and the Miami colors. Um, but the back of the jerseys were the same thing. It, it was the same white. And like you said, the, the announcers, like Craig Simpson, the analyst that was doing one of the games, former NHLer Craig Simpson, he basically said, I can't tell who's who, right? Like every time, and I had money on it, and it was frustrating me. There were times as well, like when everyone's backs were to the camera, I couldn't tell who was who, and I'd almost have to wait for like the breakaway, George, and I'd hear like, and Marner's on a breakaway, and then I'd have to think for a second, is he on the team that I have? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, he is. <laughs> it was one of those. I had to do a double and triple check off and then think, do I have that? Yeah, yeah, those are the guys I have. There were a couple of times, once there was a save, I was like, yes. And I realized it was Crosby or someone who got stopped that I had money on. I was like, damn. I, don't even, I tweeted about it. I said, I don't even know why I have half the time in this game right now. <laughs> You're, it is like a, it was like a mental checklist. You're right. Okay, Crosby division team. Is that good for? It is. It did happen. Yeah, I know what you're talking. I know exactly what you're talking about there. Like I said, I, you know, I like the physical part of hockey. A lot of that game reminded me a game of. Uh, this one's this had to happen to you when you played, right? You know, when you play hockey and the other team doesn't show, they forfeit, so you end up playing against yourself. You know, you're, you're you get what you got ten guys five on five. You play half rink. That's what it reminded me of. You know, it was, that, it was that kind of speed, but you're not, you know, you're not really going all out here playing a lot of two-on-ones, going against the goalie, goalie gets shelled. The thing That's is, like, though, it's hard to enjoy. The thing is, no, I get it, I get it. It's not the it's not the same regular season, but it was much better than it has been in past years. Same with the Pro Bowl; they might have actually found something with the with the flag stuff. The players actually competed hard; they liked it, and they competed so hard, like they were mad and stuff after. Like Peyton Manning was mad, mad. He was, man. He was, man. He lost to his brother, man. He's going to hear about that. Uh, he, was, he was like, that's that penalty. He was getting in the ref's face after. And Jefferson waved to him, and he didn't like it. Jefferson was like, bye-bye. <laughs> they were like, damn. Jefferson sm- talking smack to Peyton Manning for real. Uh, Geno Smith said after, he said, man, he said, yeah, yeah, that was intense. He said, guys were really, really trying. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. 
jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio, and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's the Sports Talk Radio. It really is tonight. Man, it's flying by. <clears throat> George Kurtz can't go with us. Yeah, it was All-Star Weekend. We'll move on. I want to get into the NHL. More Super Bowl talk with George. But one thing about the Pro Bowl, it had some intensity with the flag football. Flag football's popularity is, is very big. The NFL is pushing it a lot. Um, and Because, you know, there's a lot of negativity around football. So this is a way for people, you know, kids to play football without getting lit up. And then, you know... If they want, they can take the next step. And also, vice versa, real players like it because it, it keeps them like – like you see like Jefferson and stuff. Like if you're a wide receiver, George, like flag football or not, you're working on your skills and catching balls. You're a quarterback. You're throwing bullets. You know what I'm saying? So they they play against each other. Like it's sort of like pick up basketball or whatever. Like they, 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 they play flag football in the offseason against each other and stuff when they work out against each other. So – it's, it's going to be in the Olympics. Not official yet, but it's set to be in the Olympics in 2028 in Los Angeles. Flag football, George. And I don't think, like, Patrick Mahomes or something, like, I don't think, like, the biggest star quarterback in the NFL will will play in it. But I wouldn't be surprised if a recently retired guy, maybe a third-string quarterback type, you know what I mean, or a second-string type, you know what I mean? Like, let's just say hypothetically, like a guy like uh, Tyler Huntley. You know what I mean? Say Tyler Huntley sees flag footballs in the Olympics and goes, man, I think I win a gold medal. <laughs> like, I'll get a couple of dudes I know in the NFL, and we'll, we'll be the team, and we'll knock off someone in the U.S. regional, and I'll be in the Olympics. And it's in the summertime. You can't really stop them. I'm going to be interested to see how it plays out. It's, you know, it's, a, it's a long ways away, but that's my prediction right now. There will be NFL guys playing flag football. And I'm not saying the NFL is going to take the Olympics over in the flag football, but I think some dude, dude, like a guy like Terrell Owens, like, you know what I mean? Someone that, you know, he's older now, but you know what I mean? A wide receiver that was just recently retired is still fast as hell, but doesn't want to play in the NFL anymore. But he's like, what, I can be in the Olympics in L.A. and win a gold medal playing flag football? That's going to be fun. Keep your eye on that, George, in 2028. Oh, no, I like where you're going with that. I think it's a safe bet there will be NFL players. It won't be yeah. the stars, as you just said. Uh, the yeah. teams wouldn't allow that, by the way. They'll put it into their contracts anyway. Just like you see, what's going on with the World Baseball Classic now? You're already hearing. Uh, the Seattle Mariners don't want Louis Castillo pitching, so he's not going to. The Yankees told Louis Severino, uh-uh, ain't happening. So he ain't pitching. Uh, same thing with the NFL. They won't let their big stars go. But the, the lesser guys, I think, they'd let play. 
Luis Castillo. Um, that surprises me, actually, that Luis Castillo will not pitch in the baseball classic. Just because just because how how big it is for the Dominican Republic. Right? And I see Mariners please Louis Castillo won't pitch for the Dominican Republic. He has agreed not to pitch uh, for the Dominican Republic, much to the relief of the major league um, Seattle Mariners now. Does he have an issue, George? Um he just signed a five year hundred and eighty hundred and eight million dollar contract. It's a choice that we made together, says the Seattle Mariners. Sure it was. Sure. No, you know what, George? I would believe that it would be, for real, because, dude, he would be, it wouldn't be a way that you would want a guy for five years if you just really upset him like this, right? I'm Like I said, I'm surprised that he said, yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Could look, look at the Angels, George. Did you see the Angels' comments over the weekend about Otani? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, I think go well. No limit. He can do whatever he wants. No, he's on, you know what I mean? They said, no, he's not on any pitch count. He's not on it. They said, we look forward to watching him perform for his country. In other words, we don't want to upset him. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That was the thing. You know, like, ideally, they'd say, oh, wow, you know, but like, they don't want to upset him at all. So I'm, I'm just surprised that I do. So, dude, I do believe it, George. I do believe that it was amicable that Castillo went along with it. Otherwise, he would have, like, think about it, George. You want to sign a guy to a five-year deal and piss him off like this over his country? He had to have agreed to it. Uh, I'm sure he did agree to it. I, I think it took a lot of cajoling here. Go, you know, hey, you know, we're paying you all this money. You've got to make sure you're healthy for us and all this, blah, blah, blah. And I listen, I'm not saying I blame the Yankees or the Mariners here. You know, I'm, I'm not. Last thing I want to do is see these guys get hurt. Because I don't, I don't care what you say. Oh, they're only going to pitch three innings here. They're going at full velocity. Full yeah, but they have four guys playing anyways, including pitchers, the Mariners. <laughs> so it's yeah, not like they shut everybody down. Still. Yeah, well. It's, it's going to be certain I, players that, you know. I'm willing to bet. Allow to go. As a betting man, I'm willing to bet that he's got a health issue. That there's something he's not 100%. And they're like, dude, you're not 100%. That's yeah. That's fair. Yeah, and they don't want to tell us, right? They're like, oh, yeah, he's got something in his elbow or something. You know what I mean? Like, I'm telling you, George. Like, I promise you that the guy's such a competitor. He was looking forward to this. I got to believe that he's not 100%, and he probably thinks, you know what? I'm going to get hurt. I can't get hurt, and I'm probably not even going to help the Dominican Republic if I do this. So, you know, that's I, you know, we'll dig in. We'll dig in. Um, so, basically... Julio Rodriguez is playing, George. So why wouldn't you worry about Julio Rodriguez? You know what I mean? I think batters are different. Right? You got to get your at bats, and they, they have no. Yeah, but he can also easily pull something and get hurt. hurt. Like do that in spring training too. So yeah. I, I, T. Oscar I, I, Hernandez is. Do T. Oscar Hernandez is going? Veteran reliever Diego Castillo is pitching. Pitcher Matt Bratch is pitching. Matt Festa is pitching. Their top prospect Harry Ford is. Third baseman Eugenio Suarez. Eugenio Suarez. So, like I said, I think it, it has to be that it has to be that Castillo isn't a hundred percent. Castillo's present at the top of the rotation is one of the main reasons why the Mariners believe I'm reading the Seattle Times here. For one pitcher to come in and change it by the way people viewed him, the blah, blah. we're looking forward to him being with the group. All right, yeah, I gotta believe that he's just not a hundred percent. Interesting. That hurts the Dominican Republic quite a bit. Of course, he's an ace, literally an ace. 
It definitely hurts, yeah. I mean, that's, that, that's a loss there. The only thing is, you don't really need four guys anyways. You kind of need three pitchers, you know what I'm saying? So who are their pitchers now? It's uh, Framber Valdez. It's Framber Valdez, Castillo. Pitcher? Oh, and Alcantara, Alcantara. See, that's what I'm saying, George. Like, Alcantara's pitching, bro. So it's it's not like, you know what I mean? Like, they're, I don't know, like, Castillo's got to be injured. Yeah. The Cy Young pitcher is pitcher. The Cy Young award winner. worried about something. Yeah, where they don't want him. I, think, yes. I, I just think they're worried about him going full speed before they can control where they want to, you know, hey, 15 pitches today, that's it. You know, 20, 22 pitches today, that's it. They don't want him going, you know, all the adrenaline because I don't care what Yeah, but say. he's the – Your adrenaline's going in this contest. He's like the only pitcher, though, that – like there's a lot of big-name pitchers that are pitching in this thing. So, anyways, we can go on and on about it. Like who's pitching for the U.S.? Like Clayton Kershaw's pitching for the U.S., I know that, but – the U.S. baseball roster. To me, that was the only sort of, I don't know about hole. I was looking at the U.S. roster because they're loaded, right? They're loaded. What, Mike Trout, Nolan Arenado, J.T. Realmoto, Paul Goldschmidt, Pete Alonzo, Kyle Schwarber, Mookie Betts, Tim Anderson, Trey Turner, Bobby Witt, Jeff McNeil. Okay. Their pitching staff is old. Adam Wainwright, Clayton Kershaw. Did I see that Cortez is not going now, George? Or did you say this? Just is Cortez? What about Cortez? I did not say it. I don't. I don't think the Yankees. Will, the Yankees don't like their players doing anything but play for the Yankees. But he's listed on the roster right now. I'm telling you that. Yeah, Cortez is listed. I am looking now, but I think uh, I didn't hear anything about Cortez. I think they're worried about Severino because he has been hurt. Right? Oh, you said Severino. Okay, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Severino, I know, is a no. I don't, think, I don't think they mind Cortez, although they're probably a little concerned. They already lost one starting pitcher for a month, right? Montaz is out uh, for what we've heard all of April. Well, everybody's going to be problem. concerned, but whatever. There's also two ways of looking at it, right? There's that, oh, we're going to be concerned. There's also, yeah, these guys are going to show up, actually, ready on a freaking tear when the season starts because they just played super competitive baseball for a world championship, right? So, right. I just like, though, George, I talked about this last night. I, I was talking baseball with Jason B. Takafin, the former general manager. And, dude, look at Lionel Messi. Look at soccer players, George. They played in their league, and they played in the World Cup a week later, and they were back playing in their league again after. And they make more money than baseball players make, a lot of them. Right? And they don't bitch. It's only an American thing that people cry about this stuff. Well, I don't know. He might get hurt. And, like, nobody else does. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, nobody no, else does. It's fair. Once again, what you're saying is fair. You're right. Yeah. It's, it's not even every team that does it, but there's a lot of teams. Yeah, it just goes in the fancy over revolt if you're, you know. I imagine Dodger fans won't be happy if Clayton Kershaw gets hurt, right? They're probably already thinking, oh, great. He gets hurt every year anyway, and now he's throwing an extra, I don't know. No, it doesn't man. cross my mind at all. Well, you're a little different. I mean, you're, you know, your average dog. No, but the thing is, he could get hurt in spring training. He could get hurt at any time. Like, so, like, cool. there's this. Like, you know what a good example is, George? The flag football, actually. You could get hurt doing that. <laughs> like, yes, you, you know what I mean? Remember like, the whole thing. Oh. Yeah, exactly. His career he got hurt on the beach. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like. This whole thing, and they even said, like, the players said after, they were like, oh, yeah, guys were flying around because, you know, they weren't worried about getting hit. It's like, dude, how many times, George, in football have you heard, oh, he got hurt in, in practice, non-contact injury, twisted his knee, knee got caught in the turf, ankle got caught, pulled, tore his ACL. 
That could easily happen playing like high speed flag. Like they were flying around yesterday, George. Like I would have been panicked actually myself. I'd have been like, damn man, this is an MCL ACL waiting to happen here, man. You know what I mean? No, completely agree, Hugh. It's like the worst fear whenever you see an injury and it's non-contact. Like, oh, crap, that's ACL. Yeah. That's just, like I said, non-contact. That's just from one cut or trying to cut or stop. Aren't most of the worst injuries always, like, non-contact, it seems, George? Like, it oh, that's like. As soon as I hear it. Like, honestly. Oh, you're screwed. Okay, like, the, no, DeMar Hamlin was different, but, like, he didn't get smoked or anything. I mean, that was sort of random. You know what I mean? Like. I don't know, like, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of the injuries, like, how many times was like, oh, yeah, man, he got lit up, and he was really hurt after. No. Like, it's like, I don't know, where did he get hurt? Well, I was on that play here. He kind of pulled it, and it turned out he's he's out for six months now. Right? Bo Jackson. I swear to God, George, I don't even remember, but Bo Jackson's last ever play with the Raiders in his career it was against the Bengals in the playoffs and uh, was in L.A., and it was a big play. Bo Jackson ran down the field. It was like a big pickup. He harmlessly got tackled, George, from, like, behind. Somebody just basically jumped on his back, and they fell down. It was like nothing. And something popped. And when they went down, Bo looked up and told the dude on the Bengals, he goes, my career's over. And he said, what? He goes, man, nothing happened. He goes, man, my knee just whatever. He goes, I'm done. That was it. He didn't play again after that. And it was a harmless play, George. You see it all the time, bro. Harmless plays, harmless plays. Look at Brock Purdy. In the game against Philadelphia, harmlessly hit his elbow on a guy's helmet, George. Boom. That's it. You're done. Tommy John surgery. <laughs> well, look what happened to Hamlin. That was nothing play. It was nothing. <laughs> he almost died from it. Football's a really dangerous freak. Yeah. It's, it's the weird stuff that'll get you. I swear, to, I was thinking of wrestling. The wrestler Raven told me. He said, you know, the craziest thing about wrestling isn't like the spikes or the tacks or the chairs. He said it's the little things. Guys step on your hand and stuff when you're down and they break your finger. <laughs> this is Sports Rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
George Kurtz kicking with us right now. Quickest Hunter Amos Sports Talk Radio. Rick Saratella will join us at level three. Time's just flying by. I wanted to get some Super Bowl props from you. George, we'll get you out of here uh, in about 10 minutes. We'll do a quick segment here and then get your props on the other side. But uh, speaking of intensity in hockey and all that, I got to tell you, that was pretty intense tonight, International Hockey League. Wow, I didn't know what to expect coming out of the All-Star break. Uh, what we got tonight was actually playoff caliber insanity. It was like nuts. So I'm sure you were watching the Islander game. Uh, Islanders beat the Flyers uh, 2-1. The New York Rangers and the and the uh, Calgary Flames. I don't know what was up with that. Uh, Gallant even said after the game, he goes, "I don't know what happened." He said, "I don't know." Like basically, because you have two teams that aren't even in the same conference, right? So it's like they don't, they never really play each other. But the Flames have beaten them five times in a row, but they never play each other. So for them to turn into this this like like line brawls and fights and. The crowd at MSG was insane, man. You would have thought it was Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Finals tonight. The Devils and Canuck game was pretty intense, man, in Newark tonight as well. The Devil fans were pretty freaking loud uh, tonight. So, in fact, actually, George, all three teams in the uh, in the metro area won tonight. Devils, Islanders, Rangers. Uh, Islander game, I probably wouldn't tell you it was much fun to watch. Hey, they won the game. Uh, so, good for them, yeah. But you're right, it was an intense night. It was a nail-biting night for me. Uh, all three wins for me did come in overtime for the shootout. Uh, we'll get George uh, Kurtz's Super Bowl props on the other side. The late-night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. Bring it. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 